Welcome to the Fit360 podcast. In this podcast, you'll hear from the top personal trainers and respected wellness practitioners in the space. They'll be talking about stuff like how moving your body is essential to a robust well-being, how to age with strength and with grace, how to nourish your mind and body through good nutrition versus the latest fad diets, and so much more. If you want a deep dive into a lifestyle of trainers and those who assist in true healthcare, then you're in the right place. This place was created for you to help you improve your future well-being. So you ready for this? Born ready to answer your question. Of course you are. Born ready. All right. Cool. Hello, family. We're back again with the Fit360 podcast. And I have a very special guest here today. Very good friend of mine, compadre in the fitness industry and a personal trainer. This is a guy that I find very interesting and I wanted to have a conversation with him to see how we can elevate our knowledge as individuals and also as a listener. He's, he's a guy that I hold at high esteem in the fitness industry. I want to introduce my dude, your day, and I have a little problem with his last name, so I'm going to let him say it, you know what I mean? Your day, welcome, man. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to the Fit360 Podcast. Fitz, first of all, thank you for having me. You're an amazing brother, very grounded, OG in the game, and it's a pleasure to be by your side and having this extraordinary conversation we're about to have. My name is Day Adelba. I'm the architect of the Your Day Balance Game. And so, been doing that for about 23 years, mm-hmm. architecting the game, but I've been in the game since 91. So, a couple days. A couple days? A couple days. <laughs> we rolling. Met some folks. Good, good, good. See good. some folks, know some folks. Right, right, right. It's Day Adelba. Got it. That's a Nigerian background. Dad's from Nigeria, mom's from New York. I was born in New York. You were born in New York? Yes, sir. All of us, Spanish Harlem, 167. What? Yes, sir. New York in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Been here since 1998, though. Right, I was going to ask you that question. Yeah. Since uh, 98, you've been in Atlanta. Yeah, so it's a beautiful space. All right. Beautiful space. Cool, cool. cool. Yeah, I have a deep love for Atlanta myself. Yeah. Being from New York as well. I love New York as well. I mean, you can love more than one thing. Right? Nothing yes. wrong with that. Yes, absolutely. I really appreciate Atlanta and especially being in the fitness field that we're in, Atlanta's been good to me and I'm sure it's been good to you too as well. So tell me more about your upbringing in your family. That can take us down a whole other road, but we're gonna, we're gonna give, drive give me, it. Give me the okay. break. You, you okay. wanna go the mid version? Right. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll take it. Okay. Born, Harlem World, New York, then I sit to second in 1974. Mm-hmm. And then when I was young, my dad joined the military as an officer. Mm-hmm. Took us out to Texas, El Paso, Texas. Lived there for a little while, and then finally settled in New Mexico. Las Cruces, Chaparral, New Mexico, right between those areas. So wow. that's where I spent quite a few years. Between there and White Sands Missile Range was the base in New Mexico. That's where they tested the atomic bomb back in the wow. 40s. Yeah, and then you know that's the same area as Roswell. All the UFOs. That's the same area. Uh, White Sands. You ever seen Boys and Men? Boys and Men's video. Water runs dry. Water runs dry. <laughs> that's a shop there, no oh, wow. white sands. So that's the whole area I spent quite a few years. Mm. 
And fifth, I ended up going to college in that area. Mm-hmm. New Mexico State University, Aggies, back in 1991. And that's what stepped me into health and fitness in 1981. So I went there initially for... How old were you then? 1991? I was born yeah. in 74, so I was 16, starting college, 16. That's pretty early yeah. to get into the fitness field. Yeah, I jumped on that uh, that education. And, you know, since my father didn't really support me playing sports in high school, he said, I'll support you playing music and band and chess. And well, he wanted play. you to get into music? Well, he was always into drumming, so oh, I okay. into music. My dad okay. loved music. And so that was easy, but sports in his world, Nigerian background, I'm not speaking for all Nigerians, just my dad. He said, I want you to go to school for your education because quite often a black man's out there entertaining all these folks. That's big in the Nigerian culture though. They're big on education. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm not gonna support that as much. You go to school for education. I don't want you going to school for like scholarship in sports. So I didn't feel supported when it came to the sports side, but ironically, I was raised in martial arts. He was an eight-degree black belt. Wow. And so he spent years teaching us every year. So I was a black belt in martial arts at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And, but so that's a different form of sports, without question. Right, right. But as far as, as we know it. It is a different form of discipline. Yeah, it is a discipline. Which is, which is something that I notice in you and admire in you, that you have a certain level of discipline about yourself and the way you carry yourself. Yeah. You no, know, thank you. I want to share on that because it's all about what they see and then what you experience from your standpoint. Mm-hmm. And you can attribute that to my father. You know, when you're raised in the military, it's just the ethos. Right. You know, every morning he gets up, you gotta polish his boots, his uniform is ironed and mm-hmm. and the creases are made and every day it's like it's consistent. So all that spilled into my essence. At the same time, I found myself like saying, how am I gonna do that? How am I gonna operate at that level consistently? Because, you know, I'm emotional, I'm a kid. Today I don't feel like getting up, I definitely don't wanna do all that. So, as soon as you take your eye off me, I'm not gonna do it. Mm. I'm not just gonna do it. I'm like, if I don't feel like, I'm not gonna do it. So, I had this conversation going on in my head, like when I became an adult, I won't be afraid of myself, because I don't think I'll be consistent. The reason why I'm consistent is because you're making me go to school, you're making me get up, you're making me do that. But if you don't make me, then, yeah. Then I don't have to do it. Right. Then I'm probably not going to do it. So I often wondered how well I do on my own out of, outside of that, that discipline. And later on, I took time for it to understand myself because if it was discipline, I would have been consistent. Mm. So, and some people use discipline. I offer another way of looking at it. So you find discipline was too rigid? Well, that's, it's, you know, did I find it too rigid? It's just like, it's, it's a high level of uh, consistency that if you don't have the maturity, you're not going to do. So, I don't know if I say rigidity, I look at more so as, do I have the maturity to stay that consistent? Ah. It takes a level of maturity right. to operate beyond your emotions. Right. It does, you just gotta, right. I mean, if you're not mature, you gotta operate in your emotions. Right. So, rigidity, that's one way to look at it. I look at it as maturity for me. Uh-huh. Right. So I'm like, how am I gonna get to that level of, <laughs> you know, operation when you know, I'm in my emotions. And I realized that if you tell a kid, you see a kid out there kicking a ball, soccer ball into a net over and over again, you know, you might say, wow, after you see little Johnny doing it for six months in a row, a year in a row, it's raining, he's out there kicking, it's snowing, he's out there kicking, like that kid has discipline. Mm. But do you think that kid's thinking that when he's kicking that ball? No. Right, what he's doing not. is, he's loving the practice. Yes. Ah, yes. he loves practicing. Yeah. That's why I realized. I need to do something that I love to practice so that five, 10, 15 years down the road, 
And now 30 years down the road, you think I got discipline. Mm. But that's not how I roll it's it. Not how oh, shit. No, I love it. I love the practice. So, so it's, sometimes it looked this way, but it's oh, not necessarily this way. That's it's not my relationship. Point. It's like, so that's yeah. why you're not going to get here because you think you have to have discipline. You're going to quit, stop, because it's too much work. You're already mm. working. Mm. And me, I'm like, no, I love the practice and I love playing. Because it's the love that makes you, that keeps it you moves going. You from the inside out. It just draws you into it. You ain't got to work as hard when you love it. Beautiful, beautiful, mm. so beautiful. That's part of the philosophy of creating the game. That's why I created a game. Mm. So you sit in the spirit of play. Mm. That's how we start. When we come on this earth, we're in the spirit of play. play. Yeah, we're discovering this and that. And then we get older, someone's like, you got to work. You got to stop around that, stop all that playing stuff and get to work. And then you just lose this extra power that you had that made you run all over all day, get up and run from here to here. And just, just you're in play. Right. So if someone's playing and in the spirit of play and someone's working, you're going to always outwork them. Mm. That's why if you chase a kid who's four or five, try to chase them throughout the day. They cover about three to five miles. You'll wear yourself out. They're mm -hmm. just playing mm -hmm. and you're working. And you, yeah. 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 So yeah. that's why I've been able to keep this level of pace for this long because people are working out and I'm playing. Mm. Watch out now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's a big deal. It. Yeah, you'll see. see. I'm all about the lens. The lens is everything. You see, you can jump into the world of health and fitness and it destroy you. Right. Now, you've probably seen it. So what you think is going to benefit you is destroying you. I've seen people lift until they have a heart attack mm. because they just went about it in a very unhealthy way. So do you think people who work out, not do it for the play, just do it for the work, they tend to implement other negative things into their life, which can well, be a detriment to them? I would say... And I'm talking about like supplements that are not good for them. Yeah, that ties into like when you when you go at it like that, then you tend to get deeper into that want. And when you start getting deeper into that want, it just there's no end to it. And you might not listen to what your body needs mm. because your mind says, No, this is what I want. Right. There's right. a balance. If you operate more in your wants, I call it character obesity. Mm. Yeah. I, I got codes for you all day long. Code is lens. That's what mm, I do. Mm, mm. No one's touching the game when it comes to lens because most people are not thinking about how to tie consciousness into fitness. That's been my whole game since 1999, creating this game. But I started working on the consciousness piece in 1993. I started working on the fitness when I jumped in college in 91. Mm -hmm. And back to that story, I jumped into I jumped in the gym because my dad couldn't control it. I'm like, now I'm going to go in this gym. You can't stop me now. Uh, yeah, I'd be in a dojo, but I wanted to be in a gym. Like, mm -hmm. and I couldn't because, in my mind, I didn't because I wasn't playing sports. So, right. when I got to college, I got that little card, university card, walked right into yeah, a gym. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm in. And uh, I'm like, it's time to get these muscles. <laughs> all these muscles, get yes, this sir. respect. So, when I first jumped in, it was all about ego. It was about, once again. The benefit, the ego got benefits too. Well, it definitely benefits an experience. Yeah. <laughs> you get the experience with your ego, because right. you get all kinds of experiences. So, right. I stepped in the gym strictly to gain muscles. You know, mm -hmm. I came into college at 16, I was five foot nine. Within a year or so, I grew into six three. Yeah. What? Yeah, I had my spurt. Yeah, I was five foot nine. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. about 150. I needed mm -hmm. to put on some muscles. So, Absolutely. within two years, you don't recognize me. I grew right into this size, right. literally this size in two years. And I've been this size since then. Nothing changed. Same well, weight. Well, I grew into about 185, 190. I've been around that. I've gone up to 215 muscle, but I realized. Right. When I was ready to let go of some of that ego, because you know, to get bigger, you gotta say supplements, supplements. you gotta keep pushing. Your right. body is like, I'm right. cool here. You're like, no, right. no, no, we ain't right. cool. That dude over there is bigger than me. Was <laughs> that part of it, Was when you were that part, was there any fun in that? 
Was there any fun? No, because it seems that you know they, your your philosophy is the is the fun part. So I want to well, see how much of that that well, is. I'm glad you said be that. in and out of your life. Yeah, because wanna, life wanna, is not a straight line, right? Yes, it, there are yes, ups and downs, which is great for learning practices. True. Yeah. I like to clarify that the philosophy is about joy. That's right. A, yeah. Okay. And that's a different level of fun because I can find joy while my ass is getting kicked. Mm. I can find joy in the throes of the pain. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's about mm-hmm. joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if it's always about having fun, then sometimes you know you don't stick with it when it's no longer fun. Yeah. But it can be no fun. I still find the joy. Joy, like, joy. Yeah, I'm learning something. I'm getting that growth. Ready? The ego's getting humbled. I get joy when the ego gets humbled. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow. So, it was a lot of ego back then. It was like bigger, stronger, faster than the next person. You get next to the next person, you're like, man, they're bigger. If I'm putting up 315, they're putting up 400, now I feel weak. Mm. You know, mm. you know what I mean? You put up 315 on a bench and this guy coming and repping out 400, you're like, now I'm weak again. Right. And it's just because you're just in that egoic game ego and game. you get what you get, what you get with it. So mm-hmm. you might need some supplements, you might need to do certain things to really get there. And the muscle's not quite big. Your biceps is big and his biceps, how does his bicep get bigger? Mm. Well, I need to get that. So a lot of people get into health and fitness for different reasons and that's okay. It's just, if you get in it for the pride and ego, just understand that's one level and that you can grow beyond it. It's kind of like Tonka toys. If I like playing my toys, it's all, it's all bueno. It's all bueno. Yeah. At the yeah. same time, is it time to move on or stay with the toys? Some people play with that Tonka truck the whole life. Mm. I just surrendered that level of development and said it's time Step to in. grow further. Else. That's it. Yeah. And so the game's about that evolution. So when people say, okay, I've gone as far as I want in the experience of being egoic with my health and fitness. Like mm-hmm. I gotta run faster than the next person and blow out my glutes and blow out my health, lift heavier than the next person, blow out my tens and ligaments. When they're done with all that because they're having fun mm-hmm. and pushing their ego is fun, then they can come play the year day balance game and start getting to the higher levels of the spiritual side of it and, and the conscious side because right. that's why I love playing, that's sustainable. So I wanna come back to joy a little bit. Uh, I wanna stay in that. Um, so joy for you is all the stuff you just just explained in terms of being uh, working out and all that stuff. Is there other? Is there anything else that you find joy in besides outside of working out? And I mean, Great like, question. do you party? Do you drink? Do you, you, you know, do you. all those things? So what specific things? Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you love well, to do that brings you know possibly yes, joy? Yes. You know, my background, when I first jumped into health and fitness back in 1991, mm-hmm. before that, since 85, I would sing and write music. Mm. That was, I just knew I was gonna be an artist, a singer, or a writer, write right. for people to sing and play drums. So I just had so much love for music, mm. entertainment. Mm. You know, back in the day, it's yeah. like, I will sit up all night and listen to Troop and, you know, BBD, Velvet the Vaughn, I right. couldn't get enough. And right. back, back in this day, I was in New Mexico, so, in New York, you can get those stations and see that, you know. Right. But in New Mexico, it was all rock. So I was like, I was parched. You know what I mean, I was like <laughs> in a desert, starving, starving for that. Literally. Video. Oh my God! It was only Friday night videos once, once a week what? at twelve o'clock at night. What? So I'm a little kid trying to stay up. Like if I miss that, I'd be so depressed. You know what right. I mean? Cause oh you have to wait a whole yeah. week again. <laughs> to just see this thing that just made me so joyous, like yeah, to see yeah, yeah. Wow. popcorn love. Wow. Cool it now. You know what I'm saying? New edition I get and I was like, oh my God, I can't get enough. And so many videos I never saw because I'm sitting in New Mexico with some 
that country TV. Mm. So yeah, I had a lot of joy in music. And I still do music, writing. Right. I love singing, I love dancing. I love watching movies. I love making love. I yeah. get a lot of joy in things. Oh, I know. I love, I love just sitting having great conversations with great people. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. I tell you, I get a lot of joy. You know, I get some things I get joy in. Now, as far as extracurricular things like drinking and smoking and stuff like that, I never, you know, I drank a couple of drinks in college, but I never picked it up as a lifestyle. Mm. I just never did. It just, just didn't hit with my taste buds. If it did, I'd been in it. But, and my dad, he smoked marijuana all throughout my life and cigarettes and all that stuff and drank, and I could have joined him, but I tried that marijuana a couple of times and it just didn't, yeah. it didn't sit with me. I was like, well, it was kind of like, nah. Right. It didn't bring right. me any joy. Right. So I was like, so I never got connected to it that way. So at this stage, no, I, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do anything, not because, you know, any other reason, it's just I never found the joy in it. Right, <laughs> right. And so, like you just said, you didn't find the joy in it, and, and that is your answer to like, oh, I'm not doing this because it's not joining it for me. Yeah, yeah, and I understand why people do it because it. <clears> they it. find joy, the joy that they, they enjoy. You know, I get it. So, and now at this stage, it played to my advantage because I realized what those substances are doing. Mm. You know, at this level of understanding, back then I didn't understand, but now I do. I realize that, you know, as you study, <clears throat> those substances merely give you access to what's already inside you. Mm. Yeah, so a lot of people think that drugs make them high. Drugs don't make you high. Right. Drugs mute the low notes, so you experience only the high notes. And so, in life, the low notes are a lot of things that we hold on to, emotional bodies, pain bodies that we hold on to. Someone touched me, I got a rejection here, all these things, my parents did this. These sit in our body somewhere, in our health, in our consciousness. Yeah. And they, you're still the average of all the notes and all the energy in your body. So. Right. The more low notes that are housed in your emotional attachments, your overall average is less. Right. If I can mute some of those things, then you get back to what's in that, which is that joy, that connection to source. Right. So all that alcohol and drugs are doing is just muting some of those things so you experience what's already there. But you think that it's creating the high. No, it's revealing the high. Mm. So now that I understand it on a scientific level, I'm like, well, there's a way to get to that high, but it takes a long road. Right. You know, so you can mute it and deal with the consequences of muting it, right. right? Because with those substances comes the consequence. You know, you start burning up your receptors, you start burning up your health. Mm -hmm. Or you can go the long road and get in that space that takes more time where now you don't go high and low. I always tell people, an addict and myself, it's, you know, there's similarities. We're both playing for the high. Mm. The only difference is I'm not willing to go down. So it's the matter of which road you're taking. And yeah, because one, it goes up and you go down. Yeah. And you go up a little more, go down further. And it's just a diminishing return because you can't even get as high no more. Right. So you're trying to do more Need to get, yeah. Up. It just doesn't get as high. Like, and it burns out the receptors. The other one, it goes slow, but it's infinite. When you get mm -hmm. high, you stay high because you're tapping into the receptors and you're not burning it up. Mm -hmm. The drugs and alcohol burn it up. So you try to get higher again, it burns up a little more. Burns so little more. you're always reaching for that high and you never get to the you same high to as same the first way. one. Wow. This one, that's, that's dope. they say this process that I teach gets you higher than drugs. So it's higher, it's higher than that. Mm. So I always tell people, the higher you get when you use those drugs, I live it. I live above it. Mm. But I paid 30 years to get there. And you're not willing to pay that price. Wow. <laughs> They're not. People are not willing to pay that price. So I get it. Wow. If I wasn't to pay the price, then give me the short shortcut. Short version. Yeah. yeah. I get it. So it's just a choice. 
Did you spend any time in Nigeria at all? I did, I did. How many years? Right around eight, nine years old, my dad took us to Nigeria, his mm -hmm. homeland. It's right outside of uh, Lagos. It's in Messia, in Messia. Mm -hmm. And uh, he dropped us off and his parents where he was raised, and then he went back. So we were just there with my mom, and I was there for about a year. Oh, and you only spent one year? Yeah, and it okay. was like a culture shock. No shoes. It was just, we went into it like the indigenous kids of that. Mm -hmm outskirt town like lagos is like a city like any other city but then just like you go outside of georgia it gets rural it gets a little country mm -hmm. like things haven't evolved since a whole lot you know mm -hmm, cities mm -hmm. bustling outside it's like mm -hmm. we still doing that nigeria's mm -hmm. like that too you get outside and you're in the town where you're walking stuff on your head mm -hmm. getting the water out of the uh the well, uh, well that's what i was doing right. and you can't drink the water so yeah it was real what was the coping mechanism for you for that in that experience you know that's great i don't know if i was as a kid you know Think about coping mechanisms. You, you just get present to the next environment you're in. You just adapt. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. this is where we're at. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. And so I just adapted and, and just rolled with it. It was interesting. So I don't know if there was a coping mechanism. You know, I look back. I can meditate on that further. Right. You know, if you look into it. But If the question wasn't put to you before or yeah. you, the thought didn't pop in. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was just, kind you know, kids just adapt. You're like, this is the way it is. Let's go. No shoes. Yeah. The reason why I ask is that one of my kids, I... Mm. Did the same thing i dropped him off in jamaica <laughs> and it, 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 the same thing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i it affected him it, and and i something i regret doing wow wasn't the environment was beautiful but what was missing is me and his mom mm. yeah. we weren't there and it really affected him in his even now in his whole life as a 30 something year old man they're still talking about it uh, he hasn't talked about it but it shaped a part of his life which I wish I, I didn't. Why? What do you think would have been different if you were there? Um, well, he became, um, I don't even know if I have a name for it or, but he has kind of special tendencies, so to speak. Academically, you know, and even just dealing with life. And it was, it snowballed. In other words, it, that, that trip, leaving him there, led to, and being as a young parent, I didn't make proper decisions into his life. I thought I was doing the right thing, but I was being guided by people who I shouldn't have been listening to, to make him, to put him in special ed, they become a special ed student and all that kind of stuff, which that stuff stay with you. So you start thinking you're special ed. Right. <clears throat> That's how it works. And so not only that, He's operating in a certain way. We start treating treating him that way as well. And unfortunately, we weren't born as parent. And so your parentage come from you becoming a parent and learn on the spot. Right. So so that's what that is. Wow. So that's why I asked that question. That's right. The reason why I asked that question is to find out if I consider um, foods in countries other than the United States a lot better. Okay. And I wanted to know if that's is part of that culture sits with you still or was embedded in you, you're still carrying that as part of how you eat and uh, choose food to continue your health to what it is right now. That was mm. the main reason for my question, if that had an impact. Uh, because I still carry uh, the way I was raised eating food in Jamaica because I mean I was raised there I left there when I was 18 okay. 
So I had a lot of years of learning how to cook and, and remember my great grandmother, my grandmother telling me about certain things and certain food and what it does and all of those stuff. I still have it like it was yesterday and I still live my life that way, even though I live in the United States and that's my basis of my health. Mm. And so I wanted to see if that's the same impact uh, coming from the Nigerian culture. My is the food is, is very similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah amazing. Yeah, yeah. the plantains. Yeah, yeah. And yams and all <laughs> yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, so it's yeah. all African. Yeah. My upbringing is a hybrid because I was raised in America. I only mm. spent one year there. So, in that hybrid, yeah, I have the yams. You know, we call it yam. Mm-hmm. The yam soup. Or let, you know, the, what else? The uh, plantains. The, so I don't eat that a whole lot, mm-hmm. but I do make it and I really enjoy it. Right. So my basis now is more of a health and fitness lifestyle. You know, your potatoes, your different rices, your vegetables, your proteins. So I'm right. more of that health and fitness lifestyle mm-hmm. as opposed to my upbringing, which is the plantains and yams. The, you know, do you enjoy lives. food? I love food. Yeah, because some people eat to live and some people live to eat. At this stage now, my goal is to bring joy to everything I do. So mm, I, right, I bring joy to the food that's healthy for me. Mm, you bring joy to the food uh, because it's an equal opportunity, right? So in other words, I always say it's important for the receiver to receive something from the giver. It's mm, an equal thing. And you rob the giver when he's offering you something you don't receive it. When you don't receive it. That continues to like the yin and yang, the flow. Yes, Absolutely. Well said. So, yeah, I love food. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And the reason why I asked that question, my wife and I was having this conversation this morning, and not even the first time, but she and I really love food. And people think that it's, it's more like greed, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's the appreciation for food, the beauty of it, the taste of it. Yes. The, the, even the process of cooking it. Mm because we cook all the time, constantly, every day on the basis. And you're plating the food, eating together, um, those things around food is, is expressing the love for it. Mm. Knowing not only the, t- the taste, but also the nourishment of it, every part of it, even appreciating the person who prepared it from growing it, from mm. transporting it, from preparing it to get to the supermarket, the table, and giving um, homage to those people that were able to bring this food, this beautiful thing, the fishermen who catch the fish, whatever, to your plate. Yes. And to see that people say, well, I love food, and but they butcher the food, the food doesn't look good, mm. and what they call their taste buds is so whack that it it gives me pause. Mm. And uh, you know, it just to me, it's the medicine of life. That's seventy percent mm. of our health is mm. food because drugs mimic what food does to the body. Mm. Food creates chemical in the body; the body converts it but drugs doing the same thing, except in a higher dosage and more um, form. I have my feedback on everything you just said and I picked up everything you put down. (laughs) So I'd like to offer just another way, possibly looking at it to see if there's any um, resonance for you. Mm -hmm. When I jumped into health and fitness, I didn't understand the full breadth of it because I only understood what I understood. 
And to me, health and fitness was working out, exercising. You know, that was pretty much 100% of it. It wasn't what I ate. It was, I'm like, I need to go in here and get this workout in, and that's healthy and fit. I can eat what I want. Don't be conscious about that. And as long as I work out, I'm healthy and fit, right? Right. And then you become a trainer, you get some knowledge, people around you start teaching you, like, like, nah, food's the biggest piece of it, right? Mm-hmm. So you go through that transition from saying no to, now nah, food's the biggest piece. So now, as I certified myself, got educated, got around other coaches, my paradigm expanded. Mm-hmm. So that means I realized, even though I thought 80% was, I mean, 90 or 100% was working out, and now I said, it went to that 30. classic, yeah, 30, right? <laughs> you get that 70, 30, right? Yeah, Just like you said, yeah, yeah. 70%, 30% fitness, they were working out, 70% eating, like you gotta know nutrition, how to eat, if you're really gonna master your health and your body. So I rolled that for a little while, mm. and then, it, then all of a sudden that was 100, and then that shrunk. Mm. Yeah. Give it so, to me, brother. Give, give it, it to, to me. You. I'm open. So now the philosophy I teach is that I call it 20, 30, 50. Truly 20, becoming 30, 50. 50. Now the 20 used to be 100, that's the fitness. Right. But now it shrunk, and then it shrunk to 30. Now it shrunk to 20. Mm, <laughs> now, ready? You like this. Then nutrition used to be 70%, then that shrunk to 50. some. Now that even shrink to 50, right? Ready? Yeah. These are the three dimensions I call it now. It's just a philosophy. Right, you know, right. I tell people, you wear this on, you might understand how to master your totality more. Right. If you do 20, 30, 70, you'll understand so much, but then there'll be things outside of that that you're not gonna understand. Right. Or if you say 100% fitness, there's gonna be a lot of things you don't understand about mastering your body because you think it's just going here, running, lifting. So, mm-hmm. You just gotta get a bigger paradigm to understand how to get your body and your life to do what it needs to do. So the new paradigm is 20% fitness, right? 30% lifestyle. 20% fitness, 30% lifestyle. 30% lifestyle. And 50% of how healthy you become when you're moving and stuff is consciousness. Wow. Yeah, it's a wow, it really is. I mean, when you really, and I started really getting, I started the conscious work in 1993, but I didn't really start really understanding what it really was until about, you know, 1999, when so much work came together. So I started the fitness world in 91, conscious world in 1993, but I didn't really integrate it to 1999 well. By 1996, I started training. So I've been training now for like 20, 26 years. But 1999 is where it really came together. I was like, Ding! and that's when I started creating the game to really teach people like, I get what you're saying. You can think that 3070 is that, but I already can tell you there's certain things you won't be able to answer if you say that. Mm-hmm. There's certain things you won't be able to answer. Mm-hmm. So I can see what people's current level of understanding is and get an idea of what solutions they can come up with because if your paradigm is not massive enough, there's gonna be things that you're gonna be challenged with and not know how to deal with because it doesn't fit into your paradigm. So now, 20, 30, 50. So 20% is the movement. It's from stretching to strength training to cardio to just keep your composition low. That's that's the 20%. Lifestyle is the, I call it the 30%. And lifestyle is what you put in your body, what you put on your body, and Mm -hmm. what you put around your body. Mm -hmm. All that's creating your health. So Mm -hmm. when I say around your body, it's like, where are you working? People don't realize that can rob you of your health quicker than, you can run all day long, but if you're in an environment that you don't love and you're working, it's toxic, mm-hmm. it'll cause cancer, disease, your body starts breaking down, so if you're not paying attention to lifestyle, mm-hmm. you can work out all you want, but it's gonna, it's not gonna benefit you as much. Because right. that lifestyle is robbing too much of your health mm-hmm. and your vitality. Mm-hmm. Or, remember I said, what you're around, you gotta pay attention to who, you, who you're married to, who you're mm-hmm. with, because you're passing energy. And this person is not adding energy to you because their life force is dropping, then 
You're robbing of your life, your life for yes. And so all of a sudden you try to work out, it's not making up for the level of withdrawals in your household. Mm. So lifestyle's a big piece. So when people come here, I'm like, I'm looking at your lifestyle, your movement, and your consciousness. And consciousness is how aware is fit of his relationship to himself, others' life. So how aware are you of your relationship to yourself, others' life? Mm-hmm. If you're not aware of it, it caps off of what your parents handed you, what society hands you. You just relate to life because someone taught you and this is the way it is, and you never elevate it. Mm-hmm. But once you become aware of how you relate to everything, mm-hmm. then the game is, can I improve that relationship? I can say absolutely, 100%. You can improve your relationship to anything. So when I said, oh, I love food because I bring love to it. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I love sitting in that heat and fire mm-hmm. because that's how I inspire. I love, but being, I love having sex because I bring love to it. You feel me? Once you do that, all of a sudden you, you let go of this codependent behavior, which is tell me I'm beautiful, tell me I did a great job, where well, you need external women or men to validate your internal mm-hmm. self-worth. So, mm-hmm. But if you don't understand that, mm-hmm. you will need your wife to validate your internal worth. You'll need you know drugs to validate. You'll need all that stuff uh, because no one ever taught you how to relate how to, to it. Relate to it. Yeah. 50%. It's consciousness of health and fitness. So you want to hear something funny? Fire away. I totally agree with you 110%. <laughs> He's like, we've been here too long. He's like, I get it. <laughs> so my wife and I was having a conversation. It was yesterday about, not there for yesterday. And she, we were putting questions together. Yeah. And so she said, so when are you going to implement spirituality? <laughs> in it? And I was like, babe, I, I have to do that spoon fed. <laughs> Because people won't get it. So here, it's so amazing. Now, you just pop the shit in. All right, it. let's just get it. Let's so when I'm talking about this, the 7030, I'm leaving out the spirituality. And the sexuality. And the reason, yeah. And the reason behind doing that, because you don't, it's, when you blow people's minds like that, um, and I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to talk about it. But in this context of a podcast and just kind of like spoon, I said to her, later on, in the, as I grow, I will introduce it a little bit at a time. But you just blow this shit up. I'm going to blow that shit, shit up. You call me, bro, I'm going to blow that shit wide up. No, bro, so, yes. you're talking to someone that I would even, now. I, I would even go as far as say uh, consciousness is even more than 50%. Yeah, but I'm being nice just to keep yeah. it in balance. You I, see I that? Figured. Just to I give, help them wrap their head around. But you're right. You're right. It's yeah. everything, brother. It's everything. I mean, if my conscience is off, I can sit right here and create cancer real quick. Yeah. Now I could be eating well and exercise and just create cancer. You see people mm-hmm. in the gym like, I exercise, I'm healthy, I got cancer. I'm like, because 50% of it's consciousness. Yeah. And yeah. right now you're angry. Yes. And exercise and help with your anger. You're angry. You bring anger to your workout. You fight with the weights. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. People come in here and just destroy themselves, destroy the ligaments, tendons because they're mad at the weights. So it's so huge to understand how to relate to things so that you heal. But there's a philosophy, you know, the Your Day Balance game is really a game designed around a health fitness philosophy. So it's really a philosophy. And my goal is that means that people are using a philosophy to complement their other philosophies you know it's a big philosophy mm-hmm. and so and eventually billions of people are watching i truly believe it has that level of um, design into it that can be that big and it really teach people how to relate to life before they get more joy and it will be thank you absolutely thank you. you're absolutely. helping with this too right yes sir. so let me tell you part of that philosophy so mm-hmm. I, one day i was in new york nyc baby i'd go there for my birthday it's in october coming up in a few days 18th Right. Mine is 27. Oh, you got Libra, baby. Well, no, you actually I'm, got I'm Libra, Scorpio. Right? Scorpio, beautiful. But yeah, same. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'd always go to New York, and it was just 
I don't know, 2000 or something, and I had already started putting this game together, and I'm like, and I'm just, I'm just asking like, wow, this is a philosophy gamified. I'm like, I started thinking to myself, you know, every great philosophy has a few cornerstone beliefs. And some turn to religions, but they start off as a philosophy, but they, once you throw God in it, you can turn to religion, right? Mm -hmm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But this philosophy is just the way you see something, the way you see life, right? Mm -hmm. It's so, a practice. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is the health and fitness philosophy, but every great philosophy, whatever it is, whether it's a philosophy around money or relationships, starts off with a few cornerstone beliefs, like this is the cornerstone belief of philosophy. And I remember, I said, what are the cornerstone beliefs that really have me relate to health and wellness the way I do? Like, and I've taught a lot of people, but how can I distill it down to a few beliefs that here are the cornerstone beliefs that drive this whole thing? If you can understand what these are, you can really imbue the philosophy. If you're not, then you might not imbue this philosophy. And one day I was on in New York and we took a trip. It's called Hip Hop, how hip hop started. Oh yeah. I was like, I'm going on that trip, you know, you had you had Sex in the City trip, you had the, the birth of hip hop. People didn't know it was birthed in New York, right? So I guess. I mean, like, this is like a, a tourist thing. Yeah, for tourists. Okay, so really? Because I came back from Atlanta, I went there, mm -hmm. and I took a tour. It's like okay, and so <clears throat> I was like, this is cool. So I'm standing on the side of the curb, and I'm ready to get on this little. It looks like a small bus, right? Mm -hmm. To take me through New York and tell me how hip hop started, right? Right. And so I get like, this is interesting, because you know I was born in I was born in New York, and I didn't know how hip hop started. So right. I'm ready to be educated. Right. <clears throat> so I'm about mm -hmm. to get on the bus and several other tourists today, you know, different nationalities. We're waiting to get on the bus, probably about 20 of us. And we, we purchased the, the tour online and we're standing on the streets of New York. And man, in the corner over there was some guy kind of sitting there like, you know, in New York, you got transient sitting all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. So down the street, kind of sitting in a cutout area, kind of cutout door area, this guy just sitting baggy clothes. Like you can tell he's a transient, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just you know, checking out my environment. Right. So we all get on the bus and then we're sitting down ready for the tour and this transient gets on the bus. I'm like, interesting. I thought he was just like chilling in New York, but he mm. walks on a bus. He wasn't a transient. He was DJ Master Kaz. What? Yes, DJ Master Kaz. He was doing it on purpose. I just glanced, but he was just in his, you know, baggy clothes. He wasn't <laughs> transient. He was just sitting off the side because he was the guy that was going to guide the tour. Yeah. We had a legend that walked on the bus. See how ignorant that was? I mean, yeah. you know something, right? Right. I was like, careful of I'm the like, show, yeah, I'm man. Like, I'm like, shut my mouth. I was like, dang. But I didn't tell nobody he was a transient. I just like, oh, he's a transient. Huh. DJ's Grandmaster Cass. And he got on his bus, brother. And let me tell you, he lit me up. He was so passionate. He was like, and he said, let me tell you about hip hop. And he started going and he started dropping. He said, hip hop started with one thing. He said, I was there, there the day hip hop started. He said it started with DJ Kuh Herc from Jamaica. He said he dropped in New York mm -hmm. and he started doing the house parties. You know, I remember the day he took two turntables, took James Brown beats and knowing how to split the beat to keep the beat going. Break it down. He would break it down and pull it over here. That was DJ Kuh Herc. That's the day. He threw a big house party. He said it reverberated through Harlem, that party. Mm -hmm. And he said he was a kid jumping the window, like trying to get into that party that day. Mm -hmm. And he said, that's the day we can go back to say it started. And it started with break dancing. He said, all of a sudden, people would back him. They said, break down. They get to the floor and start moving. He's like, and that's when break dancing started. He said, that was the first leg of hip hop. Mm -hmm. I was like, dang. So he kept going. I'm like, I never saw it this way. I'm like, now I'm like, this is exciting. Then he said, all of a sudden, these parties are start going. Like, from Jamaica, he brought that Jamaican movement to to, to New York, you know, so right. back to Jamaica, right? Mm -hmm. And it goes back to Africa, right? The, right. the rhythms, of right? Course. It's always going back. So, nevertheless, 
He said, after a while, you know, somebody would grab a mic and say, uh, yo, Fitz, your, your mom's at the door. Hit the floor. And then he said, they started rhyming. They started rhyming these things. And, and some of the DJs on the radio started doing little rhymes and stuff. And all of a sudden, rap was born. He said, the mm. second leg of hip hop was born, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, dang. So, because he said, when we're doing this, like, these black kids, this ain't gonna last long. They're just rowdy, doing parties. But we're gonna let them do it since they ain't shooting nobody. Mm -hmm. But they didn't think it would last. Mm -hmm. And then, so he said, that went on. And then finally, he said, eventually, he said, uh, hip hop would have a swag, people all of a sudden started buying Adidas, right? And he's like, all of a sudden, the swag was born, was Adidas, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's like, boom, so we had our third leg, the swag. Mm. Then finally he said, the language. He wow. said the graffiti. graffiti. And he said, hip hop stood, had four legs, boom. That was, I was like, that's, that's a philosophy, that's it, it got us four legs. He said, that's why it's still here. They thought it wasn't going nowhere, it's stronger than ever. I was like, it was just, I'm just like sitting there like this, Cloud nine. Blown away. Boom, man. Boom. <laughs> Thinking I know something. I don't know nothing. So I remember at that point I said, man, hip hop is so big right now. And, and when it started, anything will last. Just a bunch of people rhyming. That shit ain't gonna last. Not real mm -hmm. music. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Look how big it is now, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, the most richest person in music, in the music game, or one of the richest, is, is hip hop. Is Kanye West. They say he's worth six billion now because of mm -hmm. shoes. Mm -hmm. But all that's, you know, it's big. Yeah. And yeah. when you thought it was going to go away, right? So the shoes are still around. What? It's still on their legs. <laughs> I know. Yeezy <laughs> from Adidas. Crazy. Yes. Adidas. The shoes are I didn't still around. Thank you, yeah. He took that. He stayed true to the root. I mean, the other day they say he's worth six billion. He just quantum leaped Jay Z. Jay Z's around a billion. Quantum leaped him with that business. Mm. Quantum leaped. That's wow. a big difference between one wow. and two billion. He's at six. Anyways, I told so, somebody today. Hold that for a minute. I told somebody today that so they're they're kind of like a new business, but it's not a new business, but it's it's fresh in Atlanta. Okay. And my advice to them was that stay true to that because you're doing something that not many people are doing. And so you're bringing something new and you have no way to go but up with that. Beautiful. Find your, yeah, wisdom. keep, hold on to that. Great wisdom. You know what I mean? But yeah, go back to that. This so, is fun shit. So man. yeah, so now I'm like, I got excited. I'm like, I want to play big. Like I want something that lasts for, you know, a couple hundred years, like in the world of health and wellness. I just knew I was right. going to do it in health and wellness. Right. Because there's a lot of great ideas out there and people doing fitness. I wanted something big. Mm. So I'm like, and I was birthing this game, like I said, back in 1999. And I was like, what are the cornerstone beliefs that will make this philosophy stand for 120 years? Mm. Now you got it. Yeah, so because sir. of that moment, I'm like, what are the cornerstone beliefs that will make this philosophy stand for several hundred years from a few beliefs? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I started meditating on it because I had it there. I had this game I was playing myself, but I didn't crystallize these beliefs, these the fundamentals. And they started crystallizing, man. And within, just ask that question, literally within a couple of days, they just said, boop, 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 boop. Just Fall dropped. Place. Yeah, just Because you, you waited for the answer. That's how it works. You waited you for ask the answer. and it falls. Wait and that's them. how the game was created. It was, mm -hmm. it was downloads. It's just mm -hmm. asking the questions, staying in a high enough state mm -hmm. so you can receive it. Absolutely. You've all done it, right? That's yes. how my life is, that's how my life has been. Clear. And <laughs> many, many times I can't share it with people uh, because they just won't get it. Uh, but I've lived my life that way. So in that cornerstone yes, belief, sir. and I'll show you why I went back to one of our cornerstone beliefs. In that cornerstone belief, one of our uh, beliefs is this, and just activating this belief is gonna shift how you approach health and fitness. If you put this in your head and mm -hmm. walk into health and fitness, it'd be a totally different experience. Mm -hmm. We say your body is the vehicle, mm -hmm. life is the road, and health and fitness is the performance lab. That's how we see it. <laughs> yeah. Now I remember yours used to call the lab. Oh, oh, lab, yes. 
You yeah. know, you're talking, that's why you're laughing. It's because I don't fitness performance lab. You remember that shit. I got you. He's like, dang. He was like, I'm, I, brother, I'm on you. I'm on you. Yeah. So you were on to something with that. Health and fitness is the performance lab. Just that philosophy right there, just that one course of belief just expands your whole world. You're walking, nothing looks the same. Like, my body's a vehicle? Yeah, this is a vehicle. You're a spiritual being having a human experience, and it happens through this vehicle. Mm. Stay with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It shifts everything. You're like, oh, shit, I can see that. That makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Now, next thing, life is the road. You're going down this road of life. You're experiencing this life that, so to the degree you take care of this vehicle, it's to the degree you're going to enjoy that ride, I assure you. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. If you don't take yes, care of the vehicle, I don't care how many, you're gonna how break much down money. the side of the road. Yeah, I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how many women you have, anything. You still got to enjoy it through the vehicle. Yeah. And that's what people are missing. They get all this fame, all this stuff, and the vehicle is going backwards. And like, I got a great life. I'm like, you're full of shit. Mm. I can tell you experiencing it. Mm. All you got to do is read your vehicle. Mm. If I have a headache, my back hurts, my knee hurts, and I'm in Disney World, that I'm in Disney World with a headache, my back hurts, my knee hurts. Mm. It ain't the same experience. It's not the same experience. No. Yeah. I'm like, can yeah, I get yeah, on this yeah. ride? I can't, I can't even enjoy this ride. My head's hurt. You just, it's just a jacked up experience. Mm-hmm. When you don't take care of your vehicle, you destroy your experience of life. It goes not down. having the full experience. Period. You're not. And I don't mm-hmm. care what they do. They don't say nothing. Because when they sit in front of me, they're like, yeah, that's true. You know? It's that, absolutely it, true. It, it, it's, it's absolutely it, it is what it is. I don't yeah. need you to agree with it. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> it is yeah. what it is. So yeah. that's yeah. why I'm like, health and fitness is the performance oh, lab, yeah. period. Because yeah. in a performance lab, you do two things. If I took your car right now in a performance lab, they test and improve. That's mm-hmm. all they do in the performance lab. Mm-hmm. So that when mm-hmm. you put it on the road, mm-hmm. race cars. Yeah, it's yeah. the newest version. Mm-hmm. It's the 2023 version. You get it? Mm-hmm. So if you approach this like a performance lab, then you go in here for feedback. That's all this is. It's like, give me feedback on how I'm rolling. Give me feedback how I can improve my experience. If you improve this, then you step outside the door. Let me tell you, it's a whole different world. Even if nothing shifts, mm. your experience of it is a whole different world. You're like, dang. Is it, it like, just like you said, whoa, I enjoy the food. I can taste the food. Yes. Oh, I enjoy cooking. I'm slowing it down. Oh, I'm enjoying my wife. Exactly. You bring the joy to it if you, you know, can improve it. It was funny. So, be off of that. So, when you're sick, you can't even enjoy the taste of food. Woo! Okay. <laughs> That's always like, you can't enjoy nothing. You can't tell nothing. Yeah, you, can't you know what I'm saying? Nothing. You don't even want to eat. Right. Most you, of the time. There's a lot of things you can't enjoy. Yeah. When you're sick, you're like, you yeah. can't see nothing. You're just hurting just want to get out of suffering right right and right. that's what people do they walk around sick and they're yeah, so sick every day yes they're so in sick pain. that they're muted they yeah. deny mute they have to mute it that's why the drugs and stuff i gotta mute it mm. i can't deal with it so i gotta mute it mm, mm-hmm. and then you don't even feel it because you muted it so all of a sudden your experience is diminished and everything else is is, is diminished period from there period. period your relationship to everything so right. that's why we're in such a great game industry and that's why that's why we both see it as a performance lab so I'm right there with you yeah my whole point of that story was that first piece too when I said your body's a vehicle so that I pray that when I share this with you or your podcast are the full breath of your voice nothing held back Mm. this is the time nothing held back there's always millions of people ready here millions so whoever's not that's cool there's other things they can listen to but we're we're in a world that is it's, it's, it's I appreciate it that, man. It is, so I'm, I'm I want to give you permission to be to speed up, your speed full up. power because yeah. I, I'm I'm looking for all the, the best generals and best kings to be at full power because what we're building, I need everybody at full power mm. because when the fear comes, we need to be smiling. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> like 300. When the arrows come, yes, we just laughing because we dissolve it with love. And the funny thing is that I, I, it's not the fear for me. It's don't wanting my words to fall on deaf ears. But it's on tape. Now I'm thinking about it now. This right here, it's on tape. And so it would always be around for, for the right person to hear it. And so, and all so that yeah, is still, no holding all, back. all no that holding still back. concern, don't wanting your words to fall in deaf ears, mm -hmm. still comes to the root of concern. Yeah. yeah. You leave that True up to that. God. Leave True that to God. True you ain't got to worry about that. True you that. just let it rip. I'm here to learn you too, man. Let it rip. Let yes, it rip. Sir. You ain't got it because, and if it bounces off them, cool, the next person picks it up, it's going to be reverberate. Mm. And, and that power needs to be told. Someone's, you influence too many people. Mm. And so if you hold back, you're giving them permission to hold back from the truth. Wow. So you have all this truth, but you're worried about how people are going to take it in? Bro, you I just, know, hit, you just hit me in the head I right know. now. As a leader, I whatever you do and be, you're giving them permission to do and be. Right. Is that what you really want to teach the people following you? No, definitely not. Even, not. not even because that's not going to help. That's not going to do well. They're not going to do well with that. So definitely. this is about wellness. Wellness is being your voice, being your full authentic voice. It's being a leader too. Unapologetically. Yeah. And you are a leader, so... And lead us to create and let people join in. And that's what you do. So your full mm. expression. Mm. So they know they're getting the full fits when they when you talk to them. You know, a lot of leaders, I work with a lot of leaders and they you know, back in the day, not so much now, back in the day it was always about managing people's perceptions. Mm. Mm. So I trained pastors, they felt like, you know, they knew a lot more because they're around the truth, but they'd have to manage the perceptions of the congregation. And I was like, what a what a life of being locked in yourself. What a mm. life of being behind your own bars. Right. That's what you do when you're doing. You put yeah. yourself behind bars. Yeah. So I was like, I get it. You manage it so that you can get followers so they can like what you're presenting but not really know who you are. I'm like, that's a price. I get it. Wow. On the outside, you got all this success, but inside, that don't create success. Mm. And that always blows up eventually. Mm. Always. Mm. <laughs> so the, the lesson here is to stay true to yourself. At and, all times. And let people judge. Let them do what they do because that's what they're going to do until right. they understand. Right. They have to go from judgment to understanding because usually it's afraid, like, whoa. But when they see something that's more powerful truth, they'll grow into it all of a sudden. You're, you're the man. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. But initially, yeah. I'm going to have to judge. I don't know. It's crazy. It's not, right. You can't control that. That's going to happen. If they're not aware of it, they're going to judge it because they're going to fit into a little paradigm, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, back to you. Body vehicle. When we said that first cornerstone belief in your day balance game is your body's vehicle, vehicle. life's a road, health and fitness is the performance that, that, right? Your body vehicle, we say your body vehicle is you have five wheels and a linchpin. It took me 30 years to see this whole picture. I saw the five wheels for 27 years, but this last one I didn't see until later. And this one piece of, if I never say anything else on this podcast, this is going to open the way wide up. Mm -hmm. and, and you just talk about this just to hear the feedback to blow your mind from okay. whoever you talk to. Mm -hmm. But... This is just an analogy to look at health and fitness in a way that kind of makes more sense. You have five wheels in your body vehicle. So imagine four wheels in your car and the fifth wheel is your steering wheel. Ah. This is a new way of looking at it. Right. So your spiritual wheel is your left front. Your mental wheel is the steering wheel. Your social wheel is still a wheel that you, you possess. That means how do you connect to others, mm -hmm. your social. Your physical wheel and your emotional wheel, we all have these five wheels. Right. And the idea is to make sure each one is healthy and fit. Absolutely. That means air it up. If they're all aired up, your ride is going to be a lot more balanced and smooth. And if make they're sure they all have uh, the same amount of air in each one of them. Well, the necessary air to balance out the, the ride. Balance the ride. Right. You'll okay. know what. It's, okay. It doesn't have to be the exact same, but it's figuring out, using them to check and balance each other to find the center. Mm. That's what balance is. It's like 
none of them have to be exact. It's like, mm. it'll tell you the system, you're getting feedback mm -hmm. if you know how to measure it. And it's saying, put a little more here, a little less here, and then boom, I'm in the center. Mm. And you're always getting feedback to stay in the center. That's what right. balance is, staying in the center and being the most centered person in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. when you're the most centered person in the room, things spin around you. You influence the things. Wow. Yeah, so that's the idea of the philosophy. So there's five wheels, and this one took me a long time to see. There's a piece that kept coming up as I worked with thousands of clients, and I realized I've seen how their sex, their understanding of sexual energy, mm. and their practice around it, tied into either destroying their health and relationships or making it more successful. Mm -hmm. And no one really talked about that when it comes to health and fitness because it's too taboo or whatever. But I, I wasn't afraid to talk about it. I just come from a different background. And I was willing to deal with the price of losing people, all that stuff to address it. Because I knew sex wasn't about what we were taught. Right. Marvin Gaye had it correct. What do you call it? Healing. Yeah. And it's a big piece of healing. If you don't understand it, just like fitness, you can use it to destroy yourself. 97 people are using sex to destroy themselves because what we're taught is through porno, through Hollywood, mm -hmm. through religion, Bible, mm -hmm. and through our parents that don't know shit. Mm -hmm. So if you're learning from those four, mm. it's probably destroying you. I'll say it again. You hear that? You hear that? I'll say it again. Bible, religion, you know, Bible, parents, porno, Hollywood, friends. Usually it's not teaching what sex is about. It's about mm -hmm. healing. So you got to get around someone who's very conscious, mm -hmm. who's activated in a healthy way. And, so, and that's what helps you mature. But how does sexual energy tie into those five wheels? For the longest, I'm like, I just put in physical. I'm like, we'll just put in physical because we got to address it. We'll call it physical. But mm -hmm. later on, universe revealed what it really was. Mm. It's a linchpin. A linchpin is the pin that goes inside a wheel to keep the wheel on. Soul. If the linchpin ain't there, no matter how strong the wheel is, it rolls off. It rolls off eventually. Sex is a linchpin. Sexual energy, not sex. Sexual energy is a linchpin to every wheel. Why do I say that? There's a distinction if I uncollapse sex and sexual energy, and it took years to, I'm making it sound simple, but it took years to realize. Oh, I'm trying, following okay. you, I, yeah. So it took years. So if you uncollapse sex and sexual energy, the best way to describe it, and you learn this a lot in the Taoist, mm -hmm. in the Taoist practice. In the Taoist yeah, practice, yeah. Right. This is the way they teach it, because they have, 3,000 years of understanding. Right. We just have 340 years of fucking it up. Days, really, I mean, <laughs> we just fucking it up. Like, like yeah, yeah, we throw religion on there, really fucking yeah, it up, yeah, right? Yeah. Sin it, judge it. They say sex is as indispensable to human life as water onto to, to the, to the, the plants planet. on the field. Right. right. Okay. So, water on plants, why are we judging that? <laughs> mm. What is it? What, do you understand what's going to happen if you judge water on plants? Mm. Then the plants are going to die. Right. You're like, I'm not supposed to put this water on plants unless I turn around 10 times and I look at the water and I put the water after I do my sacraments and then put it on the plant. You feel me? Right, right. Nah. <laughs> so <laughs> sex, the linchpin. The so, linchpin is what keeps, so if you remove close. the linchpins. So sex, I'm gonna unclap sex and sexual, ready? Mm -hmm. Sex is water. Sex is like water. It's essential to hydrate the body. Mm. You know I mean, it's water. The only thing is people Water takes on the property of whatever you put in it. Mm -hmm. If you put coffee, it becomes that. Become whatever you put in water takes on, it just mm -hmm. doesn't question. Mm -hmm. And then it transports that into your body. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are putting a lot of toxic beliefs into the water around sex. Mm -hmm. Porno, religion, mm -hmm. all the shame all and guilt, all the stuff. I should do this. Right. Like this. And they drop it into the water and then they go and plug into someone without water. And wow. they're passing toxicity at a level they never saw. Mm. And they're getting killed off that toxicity, the shame and judgment, literally passing someone's body, and they don't know why there's shame and judgment around water. So if you're shame and judging water, you negate the benefits of the water. Can you mm -hmm. imagine every time I drink water, I'd be scared because I'm bad and wrong and God's going to judge me? Mm. Literally, the water's hydrating me, but my belief, Jeez. which is 50% so much right, stronger, right. is going to destroy me because it's more stronger than the water. Absolutely. 
So, uncollapsing it, let's look at that sex, sex like water. Sexual is what helps put that energy into the water. Sexual, is, whenever you look up sexual, it just means the dance between masculine and feminine. Oh, That's yeah, all right. sexual is. Yeah. It's a dance, it's a harmony between masculine mm-hmm. and feminine energy. Yeah. Every one of us has masculine and feminine in us. Mm-hmm. So you gotta make sure you honor the divine masculine and divine feminine, feminine in you to dance. If you right. don't, your health will Off be balance. right. So a lot of people, you, you see in fitness, either women are coming here too masculine and it's destroying them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's destroying yeah. them. And it's been an right. ongoing conversation. You see? Yeah. And so I yeah. see a woman was too masculine. I, rec- I can tell you what's going on in her body. I can tell you what's going on in her bed. Mm. Because it's very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You're too masculine, so you're going to bounce off masculine. Mm-hmm. You know, masculine, if you're very masculine, you're not interested in masculine. You're interested in feminine. So women got to learn how to balance themselves out. They're too masculine because they, they think they're in a masculine world when they're in God's world, which is the balance. Right. You know I mean, just be your divine feminine and you'll be a lot more powerful than masculine, but no one teaches them. So you right. have to be very masculine, come up masculine and masculine. I'm like, you can't be more masculine than me. You're going to bump up against me. Because I'm they've been masculine. conditioned to see that masculine energy is powerful and it's not. It's the feminine energy. That's more powerful, powerful yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so first of all, so now when you understand sexual energy, there's sexual energy every one of those five wheels. Think about some people, sex is spiritual. Mm. Some people's sex is mental. They're called right. sapiosexual. Right. Some people's sex is social. Mm-hmm. Some people's just physical. Some people's just emotional. It's all of it. That's why all it's a linchpin. Right. That it's means every one of those wheels has a masculine feminine spiritually. The masculine to spirituality, because masculine is more like, you know, I'll just say what it is. The masculine to spirituality is more like prayer. The feminine is meditation. Mm-hmm. Ah. Mm-hmm. The masculine to the mental will is what's called the conscious mind. That's where the seed, like seed. sperm. Right, right. The feminine is the subconscious. Right. That's where you plant it, right? right. And that's it's all the, mental, right? Yeah. The masculine in the social is called your leader. Your leader is very masculine. The, the feminine in, in social is a follower. Mm-hmm. So every great leader is a great follower. Where are you following, right? right. So you're right. just dancing both so right. you stay sustainable. Right. The masculine, the physical. You know, a lot of times when I first started strength training, it was all masculine. They're like, you need to do some more yoga. or do. You know, I'm like, yeah. It's like, because if I just go at hard on my muscle all the time, it's going gonna, it's gonna to teeter out. Which is the same thing that makes Hurricane so powerful because it's in the perfect center. Everything that makes up that center is perfectly balanced outside of that spin, constantly, the vortex. And yet, right. the center is so peaceful, isn't it? The yes. center is so, it's so peaceful and yes. calm. Yes, and while it's woo, moving yeah. everything, huh? Yeah. And yeah. that's what the game is about, being so centered that everything moves. Around you, yes. That's called yeah. the balance game. Yeah. And finally, the masculine, and we said emotional, ready? Is the courage. Mm. The feminine is the compassion. So now if you're thinking that, that thread, that sexual energy runs through all, man, imagine how powerful sexual energy is and no one's teaching it. No yeah, one's teaching no it. No one's experiencing it. Yeah, no one's experiencing it. Very few people. Yeah. There are people experiencing it, but very few people. So now That's part of the Kundalini. Uh, oh, absolutely. Well. They're yeah. on it. Yeah, Kundalini, they're on it. Yeah. But it's just tiny so they can see it like, wow. That's why it's nothing to be played around with. You don't want to play around. That's why I tell people, you know, if you understand this, you won't be playing around sex like that. You get yeah. very serious. Yeah. Very mature, and you don't play around anybody that's not mature with it because it can roll off those wheels. It's amazing to me that America, as a new nation, has so much power in the rest of the world. And to me, the older nation, the rest of the world, is where the power is. But what's happening in, in this, uh, I guess it's, there's beauty in all of it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not judging one over the other, but recognizing the truth behind 
the American culture, we dilute everything. Mm-hmm. We dilute the real stuff. Wow. You know what I mean? We take yoga and we make it into trap yoga. And we, you know, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Just, just yeah. leave behind or take out the, the substance mm-hmm. of, of what it, it's intended to do. You know I, what I mean? I would say, you said America is one of the most powerful nations in the world. And yes, we're, we're I, an influence I, of the world, I, which is crazy to me. I would say this. I would say yes, but if in the context I look at it, is it's one of the most forceful nations in the world. Mm-hmm. Forceful, and there's a distinction between power and force. Right. You know, forces. You know, it's kind of like force happens when you pull and push. Power is when you're still and everything comes to you. Mm-hmm. It's like an attractor field. Right. So. We're having our day in the sun right now, a couple hundred years, but some of these nations, like Japan, has been around several thousand years. Right. So Absolutely. you're having your little run, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but empires come and go in four or five hundred thousand years. So right now, you just have your little little run. So if you're forceful, your run will end. Power is Absolutely. infinite. So Absolutely. right now, I feel more forceful because right. we took this land. It was, everything was forced. Forced. Everything, everything was, forced. was forced. The essence of it was yeah. forced. Yeah. And now it's it's corporate and finance, all forced. And the reason mm-hmm. why we're able to go this long is because we take what we want. Mm-hmm. We go in nations because so we have more still force. Using our force. Yeah. So yeah. It, we'll have our day. It, it, it works that way. It's you're not smarter than principal, and you know we might run mm-hmm. five hundred thousand years, but if you don't go to power, your time will come. Force is always finite. Power right. is infinite. Right. Your finite will come. It's just a matter of when. And uh, if you, if you get what you put out then the force will come back at you. That's what force is. It can only exist because something's pushed against it. So we're here because we're pushing and pulling. Mm -hmm. And so there's some nations that ain't doing that. They're just sitting right in their little spot and just being powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Knowing their power and knowing that their power is not to exude it on someone else. Ah, and just, yeah. So that's the difference between forceful and power. (laughs) So I know we're part of America. Not everybody in America is you know, American, you know, some it's just a melting pot, so a lot of different cultures help make it make it up as well. So And I'm hoping that we can change for the better. With you here, it, absolutely. It would make the world a better place. Yes. Yes. Because yes. we created something great here. If yeah. we if we can shift over to that power. Right. And I'm gonna go back to giving the game a plug. That's my goal, so create a game. So we have to keep promoting consciousness. There you go. That's the game does. The game's like my goal is I create a game here that can teach people how to grow into power, mm-hmm. not force. Because right. that's how we all start fitness, using force. force. I did. Yeah. But now, if you're cool with it and you want to grow into it, you play the game, it's going to teach you. Because that's what people teach you. Like, just play the game. To get higher in this game, you got to learn power. And it literally teaches you. So I look forward to having so, a lot of great coaches. So in the Star Wars era, we were said the force is, let the force be with you. It's to not to use force, but let it be, but be within. Within. Beautiful. So I substitute that because that movie is based off of Force too, and it has a lot of implications. But here's a great substitution for what they're probably meaning: mm-hmm. let the source be with you. Yes. Ah, uh, let the source yeah. be Ooh. with you. Of force. <laughs> you like that, guy? Source, source is infinite. Infinite. infinite yes, and, and it and lets you know that you ain't running shit. Right. Source means you're connected to it's bigger than you, and exactly. if you're humble. You can remain a conduit. If you're not, it gets squeezed, squeezed. and it doesn't doesn't waver. Yeah. The moment your ego takes over, it's not the source. Right. Get gone. The right. moment you realize, it opens. Release. And it doesn't doesn't say maybe doesn't not every no. time it's yeah. exacting. Yeah. So that's yes. why I'm like, 
Well, let me get some humility because I like the source. Yeah. So let the source be with you. Yes. Bro, this is some good shit, man. I love it. I can go on. <laughs> but yo, it is so great talking to you. Thank you. And just um, relearning some stuff because we do learn stuff, we get some, and we do learn fresh new stuff as well. And I am, I am open to all of it, and I appreciate this conversation because I've definitely learned some stuff for myself that I can take with me, make some changes that can not only benefit me, but also benefit the listeners, which is the intention of this podcast. Yes, sir. And man, I mean, the more I feel like I'm on the right path. Yes, sir because conversation for me is, is when we having, I, my wife and I will always say, I hate small talks yeah. because there's no substance in it. Mm. This type of stuff, conversation, <laughs> dude, it is everything. Yes, sir. It is everything. And she said to me, you know, she, she loved to say to me, babe, when she was trying to convince me to do this, because I, I was resistant. Okay. And she said, you have so much to say uh-huh. that you can share with people. And said, so imagine talking to the same people of like-mindedness with you, how much you can bring that power into, into context. This is amazing stuff. And man, I hope, you know, 360 around that we can get back to more of this, more conversation like this, dude. And I appreciate you taking the time out and being here to present who you are as a person that I admire. From the first time I've had conversations with you, you were on some stuff that just gel with mine and the few times that we did speak to each other to me it was always a pleasant one and i remember when you and i first had a conversation at, in chipotle we were having lunch and i there's a sauce that you use the the uh the um salad dressing, salad dressing. I started eating that because you had it. I didn't even know you did that yet. And yesterday I was at Chipotle and I took that and I remembered you. Every time I use that sauce, I remember you. That's awesome. It's so crazy how the little things can make us um, reflect. Connect us. And connect us. You know what I mean? Which is one of the the simple beauties of life, man. But yeah, uh, dude, I I, I can't say enough. And um, this is... This podcast today was was dope, dope, as New Yorkers would say. Uh, <laughs> and the girl is dope. Uh, it was dope. So I'd like to thank yeah. your wife for uh, just you know so much wisdom in women. You know that's why mm. it's always great to have a a great woman by your side. You know, what I mean? yes. so thank She's her my for rock, man. thank her for my inspiring guy. you to listen and to trust your voice and and for her to say no. We're gonna bring out that spirituality. I mean, just you can tell she's a genius. Like, honey, yeah, just yeah. tapping you. <laughs> that just tapping that mask and just so thank her thank you so much because you know you set that out I'm sitting here like let's go she's yeah. like Poof. she's like yeah. see I I'm like let's go <laughs> I don't hold back on that stuff wow. it's got to be spoken about in conversation at a higher level so people realize they have choice and then you can guide them to getting healthier around their choices because right now most people's beliefs they just don't know and then they're sub sub level beliefs yeah. so we can elevate them then they to get the true experience of that water. Imagine bringing that high-level belief into that water. Magic. Yeah. Magic healing. Yeah. Conduit. Healing. Now that's now, now you're tying the sexual maturity to water. Mm. You're maturing. You're bringing the totality of who you are, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, social, physical, 
Because when you bring the totality, they check and balance each other. Yes. If you take one, it always pulls into an extreme, throws it off. But you get all, just like if I just said sex was spiritual, I can get very religious about it. And all right. of a sudden, I'm the Catholic man touching the boys. Wow. That's how it works, you see? Wow, wow. And it's just, you get too far off mm -hmm. and it perverts mm -hmm. itself. Mm -hmm. Because the balance is what life back. is. Yeah, life will always bring back to the center. Wow. And it needs so if you can say no, it's all that, how do I mature all of it? And let it come to your oneness, then you'll understand what it really is. It's healing, it's life. Life is about balance. Ah, uh, returning back to your center moment to moment. Yes, yes sir. That's all it is, and that's all it's doing, it's just adjusting. Like on the wall, you're adjusting, so that you experience this harmony, tranquility, right. equanimity. Say it again, bro, say it again. Harmony, equanimity, synergy. Yeah. Family, peace. <laughs> we love you. We love you. Yeah. See you um, again next time. Also, you can check out the game. Can I? Get yeah, yeah, absolutely. At thewhydbg.com. That mm -hmm. stands for Your Day Balance Game. So it's the Y for Your D Day B Balance G Game.com. There you go. This man right here. Check us out on YouTube. I start a YouTube page and uh, with our coaches, and we get into conversations. So you can check that out. It's pretty yeah. cool. And it's Your Day One Word Balance Game on YouTube. Awesome. Bro. Yeah, baby. Just having you, man. Thank you. Just love. Right. Woo! <laughs> Amazing.